Well, good evening, 180. Uh, Colby, thanks for sharing. That's my guy, if you guys don't know. I, Colby's awesome. Um, yeah, well, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, as Carson said, my name is Clay Selway. I've been on staff for a few years now. I'm going to try not to age myself too much and tell you how long. Um, but uh, I'm a graduate from OU. Uh, I'm a Bobcat, and uh, I love Athens. I love Athens. I love getting to be a part of this community here, and I love getting to be uh, with you guys tonight. And so before we really dive in here, though, uh, I want to tell you about uh, some other people I love, and that's my family. Um, so my wife, uh, Emily, and I, uh, well, Emily and I met when we were involved here at crew, with crew at OU uh, when we were students, and we've been married a little over eight years. Uh, she's running her first marathon on Saturday, very first one. I'm not even that crazy. Uh, so please, if, if it's between like eight and noon on Saturday, uh, just say a quick prayer for her. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. I'm sure she would too. Uh, and these are my kids. This picture is about a year old, so they're a bit taller now. But uh, the taller one there is Elliot, and he's four. Uh, and uh, yeah, he goes to preschool and loves dinosaurs and trucks and all kinds of things like that. And the little guy there is Judah. He just turned two a couple weeks ago. Um, and he's just at the phase where he repeats everything you say, uh, usually for cute. Uh, sometimes I get a little worried. Um, but at any rate, uh, that's my family. If you didn't meet them at Paintpocalypse or at the tailgate, they've been to those. If you see them, introduce yourselves. They'd love to meet you. So, yeah, well, tonight we're going to continue or I guess wrap up our series called New Beginnings. Uh, at this point in life, uh, especially like whether it's your first time in college, new semester, whatever, uh, there's so much happening. And as we began to talk about a few weeks ago, these new experiences tend to bring up a lot of new questions, such as, who am I? What's my purpose? Who should I spend my time with? And especially when you get all these questions at once, it can be kind of overwhelming. And so we're looking at the Bible, at the scriptures, because we believe it speaks in a deeper way to those questions. So tonight, our focus is going to be on the attention of the new purpose that we receive as Christ followers. And quite simply, our new purpose is this, and I'll dive more into it as we go, that we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. And to be an ambassador is going to mean two things. It means that we're going to actively embrace Christ's reconciling work in our lives, and we're going to have to live as agents of reconciliation. So, okay, I use that word reconcile, reconciliation, uh, and Paul uses it multiple times in the passage we're going to look at. So I uh, just want to take a moment to kind of talk about what that means. Uh, so some definitions of reconcile, thanks to Google and dictionary.com and a few other places, uh, include to restore friendship or friendly relations, to resolve differences, or to make two things consistent with one another. So, okay, just raise of hands, no shame here. Who among you here has ever had a broken relationship? And I mean familial, dating, friendship. Like, okay, I thought it would be most of you. If it's none of you, I'm so happy for you, seriously. Because that's a gift. That's a gift. But I, this one isn't as big a deal in my life. Uh, but I remember my senior year of high school. And uh, I, have a, I have a twin brother, and so we were both obviously in the same homeroom, you know, same last name, same grade. Uh, there was this girl who was in there, and I won't share her name for her privacy's sake, but we'd known her for several years, and uh, she was in our, you know, we would just kind of like chat with her, make jokes. Uh, she'd jokingly call us her brothers, that sort of thing, you know. It wasn't like we were like super close friends, but we were friendly is the point. But I remember sitting down one day, uh, I think I had a question or I said something to her. I don't, obviously, I don't remember what it was. 
But I just remember that she pretended she didn't hear me. And that was confusing for me. And so then I said the same thing again. And again, radio silence. And it was that way the rest of my senior year. Um, to this day, and some of it was because I was afraid to ask, I have no idea what I, if I did something wrong, like did I say something inadvertently mean to you? Did I offend you? Because I've, I've been guilty of that before. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't, maybe it was just because I was annoying. I don't know. But now this is the part where you say, no, that can't be true. You're not annoying. Don't say that. Totally. Yeah. T thank you, Matt. Thank you. Uh, but I'll tell you, like, it would have been nice to have some sort of restoration of relationship, either back to the way it was, or even I would have taken a state of indifference, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, that would have been nice to have some sort of reconciliation or restoration. Now, on some level, I think it's safe to say we all have places in our lives where we crave this reconciliation, this restoration. Uh, there's a part of us that we just know that things aren't quite right. They quite, aren't, aren't quite as they should be. The world and the people in it, uh, and even ourselves, things just aren't quite right. But thankfully, what Paul's here to tell us in this passage is that the ultimate work of reconciliation, the ultimate restoration of relationship, is what actually gives us our ultimate purpose. And so, uh, turn with me, if you have a Bible, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 17. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, don't worry, we will have verses on the screen here. Uh, but we're going to dive into what Paul's talking about. All right. So, oops, sorry. Starting in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So you'll notice, underlined there, boldened, we got some version of reconcile there four times. So Paul must think it's pretty important. But we're going to look at the first one, zoom in on that verse there. You'll notice you see that that word reconciled is past tense. And simply put, that means Christ has already done this. It's done. It's finished. If you are in Christ, the disconnect between uh, you and God due to sin, it does not exist anymore. You have relationship with God. And that means you're experiencing the power and the death of his resurrection. The differences between you and God are resolved. And if you're here tonight and uh, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian or a Christ follower, um, maybe that's because you felt like God is kind of out of reach or distant or that maybe just you haven't felt the care of God in your life. And I just hope, I want, I hope you hear me when I say that Christ endured and overca he overcame sin and the consequence of sin when dying on the cross, specifically so that you might have your relationship to God reconciled, restored. And I, we need to understand, too, that uh, reconciliation, true reconciliation, whether we're talking amongst ourselves, but especially uh, between us and God, is not cheap. Imagine stepping down from heaven as God does, as Jesus does. He puts on human flesh. He lives in human weakness, so he has to sleep, he has to eat, uh, he gets tired, uh, he deals with temptation, as Hebrew says, but never sins. And then he experiences a horrific death that he doesn't deserve to experience. But he goes through all of that specifically so that we might be reconciled 
to God. And Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 5. This is what he says. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And so our first purpose is this. We must actively embrace God's reconciling work through Christ. And I want to point, there's a difference between trusting God by faith for your salvation, experiencing his reconciliation in that way, versus experiencing and embracing it daily. For example, um, when Emily and I got married uh, a little over eight years ago, I had to take a step of faith. I, it's an actual risk to step out and commit to marry, commit to spend the rest of your life with someone, commit to being faithful to that person through good times and bad till death do you part, right? But once you do it, once you make those vows in front of uh, your friends and family, in front of a minister, once you sign that piece of paper, you're married, right? That's what makes me, that's what makes me married. But I want you to imagine if for the last eight years, we didn't really talk to each other. That would be weird, right? <laughs> or, uh, you know, I didn't share parts of myself with her uh, that I can't share with other people uh, on some level. Like, you know, some of my fears and anxieties, uh, be honest with mistakes in our relationship. Uh, or even like the good things, like my hopes and joys and the things I'm passionate about. If we didn't share those things with one another, the relationship would not be as rich or as full as it was meant to be, not even close. And so for some of you, maybe the next step in order to embrace the reconciling work of Christ in your life is praying, is praying and talking to God more, talking with him, listening to him. Maybe it's uh, getting in your Bible on a regular basis because uh, that's one of the primary ways God speaks to us. And for some of you, maybe there's just this pattern of sin that's in your life. Uh, I won't claim to know what it is, but we all go through it. Um, you know, it could be something with excessive drinking, could be just an unhealthy, toxic relationship. I mean that familial friendship, dating, whatever. Um, or it could just, I mean, be a bunch of other things. And again, I don't say that to point anything or call anyone out. I just want to tell you that to experience the power of reconciliation daily involves turning away from the very things that create the separation from us and God initially. Paul's told us that because of Christ's reconciling work, um, we are a new creation. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. We need to have our lives reflect that reconciliation. Paul also tells us that because of Christ's reconciling work, we're given the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, does anyone have any clue what that means? Um, because when I first read that, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure that one out. So the question is, how do we engage in the work of reconciliation. And thankfully, Paul gives us a pretty good idea in verse 20. He says this, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. And so ambassadors are a key word there. And when we think of an ambassador, you probably think of like a government official, which is a pretty accurate way to think of an ambassador. But uh, if we think about ancient times, an ambassador, another word might be emissary or messenger, they would be sent by, the, by a king to another king or people with an important message. Their words were seen as the words of the sending king himself. So an ambassador needed to speak very clearly and very carefully in order to represent his king well. 
And so this is what God's calling us to do. He's calling us to make his appeal on his behalf. We're called to be agents of reconciliation. Our purpose is to share God's love, God's message with the world. Uh, and it's our responsibility and our privilege to get to do that. God doesn't have to include us in this task, guys. God, uh, God doesn't have to, but he chooses to include us uh, in his reconciling work, in Jesus' reconciling work. Anytime you hear someone share their 180 story like Colby just did or anybody else who has the last few weeks, um, they'd tell you what a privilege and a blessing it is to get to reflect upon and share how Christ has met them, how they've experienced reconciliation with him in sin or just in human weakness or in just personal tragedy. So just think about some of those people. They would love to talk to you about that, I would just about guarantee. We who know Christ, we have the current hope of being freed from the power of sin of our lives daily and the privilege of experiencing deep relationship with the God of the universe. Why wouldn't we talk about that? We also have a future hope, Jason talked on a bit on it last week, of complete and total restoration. We know that death is not the end for us because it was not the end for Jesus. Revelation talks about that at length, especially in chapter 21. Why would we not talk about this message of future hope? Because in case you haven't noticed, I don't know if the world and people in it are actually more depressed, but they sure seem that way. It sure seems like that. People seem more depressed, frustrated, lonely, I think even at times desperate. They're looking for something. <laughs> so if we have a king that has given us new life, a new hope, a new, and a new future, why would we not step into the new purpose that he has for us as well? I say all these things because being an ambassador is not a role that you step in and out of. Like if you follow Christ, you're living as his ambassador. Whether you know it or not, God has made you an ambassador to your family, your friends, your coworkers, your classmates, and frankly, even those you don't like or can't stand. Like you are an ambassador for Christ. What you do and what you say reflect directly on him. And so that's not to say there's not grace. There's an incredible amount of grace because we screw up all the time. Um, I screw up all the time. But to keep that grace of God to ourselves would be the opposite of what God has done so generously for us in giving us himself. So what can you do to more actively step into this role? Well, um, maybe you haven't talked about your faith with someone unless you were sure they shared your beliefs, for example. It, so the question is simply, is now the time to begin speaking with others about what Jesus has done in your life? And if that's something you're like not sure how to talk about, like I guarantee you myself, other staff members, so many other students in this community, we would jump at the opportunity to help you think through, hey, what does that look like to communicate what God has done for me in a clear way and to do so uh, in a loving way as well? And so as we close here tonight, uh, I just want to, I'd like you to consider just a couple questions. So if you're a Christ follower, remember that you have experienced God's reconciliation and the restoration of fellowship with him. So what in your life keeps you from living more fully out of this reality? Secondly, uh, who in your life needs to hear this message of reconciliation? Who in their life needs the hope of being a new creation in Christ? And maybe if you're in this room and you haven't never made a decision to follow Jesus, 
I would just ask you, what's, what's keeping you from trusting in Christ's reconciling work for you? What's keeping you from trusting that uh, Jesus' work is sufficient to give you a relationship with God? And um, yeah, and what would it look like to consider that? Well, let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you uh, for everyone in this room tonight. Uh, Lord, I thank you that uh, for those who have trusted you, God, that uh, you've made us new creations. And Lord, that you've given us a new purpose uh, along with new future, new hope, new life. God, I just ask that we would take that responsibility as an ambassador seriously, that we would seek to be close with you and live out of that embrace reconciliation daily. And Lord, that we would share uh, that message of hope that you give us with the rest of the world. And Lord, for those who haven't trusted you, uh, God, I just ask that um, they would feel comfortable just asking questions. Um, Lord, and ultimately, um, yeah, that they would just have a clearer picture uh, as they go of who you are and uh, your love for them. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180.